something together and uh, dealing with uh, social media and things of that nature. So we'll start that off uh, tonight and uh, probably try to deal with that some on Sunday nights. I don't know exactly how it's going to go and how many messages that I've got. And uh, I'll have to condense some of this. Tonight will just kind of be a probably like a catch-all and uh, familiarize us uh, with uh, the issues that we're dealing with today. And uh, there's plenty of places I guess I could take a text, but I want to take the text tonight out of Second Timothy in chapter number 2. Uh, 2 Timothy in chapter number 2 and really just use this verse because I believe that it is one of the verses that would kind of give us a mindset of our adversary because there is not a day that we go by as children of God that the adversary does not lay some type of snare uh, and uh, the more perilous it is because it's unseen uh, and uh, it's a lot of times unheeded. And I know that uh, we need to understand tonight that uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And uh, the adversary wants us to believe that he isn't behind everything. And I made this statement this morning uh, that, uh, you know, I've said, well, you know, people believe the devil's behind every bush. And uh, I think the more and more I go in this Christian life and seeing how the adversary operates, I believe he is pretty much behind everywhere. He's, he's in a crevice. He's in a, a crack somewhere trying to lure us in and trying to uh, come against us. And, they, and uh, the Bible said in 1 Peter 5, 8, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. That means he's on a continual mission. He's walking about seeking whom uh, he may devour. He's not sitting around idle. He is on a seek and destroy mission. And uh, just as God has a plan for our life, God has a will for our life, the adversary has a will for our life as well. I've preached several times out of this verse, but I will use this verse uh, as kind of a springboard into what we're going to be dealing with uh, on Sunday night. So Bible said in verse 26, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. And as I said, the adversary's got a will. As God's got a will for us, the adversary's got a will for everybody's life in this building tonight. The Bible said, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So the only way that you're gonna be able to prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God in your life is gonna be a renewed mind. Your mind is going to have to be renewed. Our mind is going to have to be renewed. And so the adversary wants every inch of every ground he can take, but he's going to start uh, with the mind. And uh, uh, when he sets that snare, uh, which is a net, it's a net. And so this net is set and the prey is utterly ignorant to it. And what we need to understand is we need not to be ignorant of the devil's devices. And I understand there, obviously, in that text, it's not talking about an iPad or an iPod. It's not talking about some devices that we would use today. But we still understand the adversary will use every avenue he can uh, to get foothold in our life. And so what some have done and what I believe is plaguing us today before they knew it, 
they got caught in Satan's net. And so I want to preach a little bit on Sunday night. I don't know how many Sunday nights will do this on the dangers of the digital age, the dangers of the digital age. Now, I begin this series uh, by saying this, and, and uh, uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, things that I may use some terminology here, and uh, there's, uh, I, I don't know really how it's all going to go over, and I don't know how everybody's going to receive it, uh, but uh, I may say some things pertinent uh, purposefully uh, to try to deal with some things in our life, but I will not do it maliciously. But I'm probably going to say some things in these messages that uh, you're not going to agree with. And as a matter of fact, you might even get mad about it. And you might even get upset about it. And all I ask is, please don't blow me out on social media, all right? If there's something that you need to talk to me about, please do that. But uh, And if you do get upset about it, just understand that I'm trying my best to do my job. Because the Bible said in Titus 1, 9, said, holding fast the faithful word as he hath been taught that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers for there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers. So there's a lot of vain talking and vain deceiving that is going on. I know this gainsayers are going to be gainsayers and scoffers are going to scoff and the scorners are going to scorn. But what I do want to do is by this time that this thing's over with and by the time we look at these dangers of the digital age, you will at least be able to say, you know what, I need to ponder, I need to think that I might have an issue and I might have a problem. Now, I know that there's many people, including me, I don't have social media, that don't make me some super saint, that don't make me some spiritual juggernaut, and you say, well, how can you preach against social media if you don't have social media? Well, I can say this, that you don't have to, you don't have to get bit by a dog to understand it's not good to get dog bit, all right? And so I may not have social media. But at one time, I think everybody in it, we delved into it, and uh, it just was not for us. We just didn't want to do it. Uh, but I will say this. You may not be on social media, but I guarantee you, if I look through here, hey, listen, my daddy's here. My daddy knows what Google is. My daddy has internet. I mean, listen, he does. It goes about one mile an hour. I'm just waiting on that. You know, y'all remember when it would, you'd hook it up to your phone and it'd blah, and ding, ding, and it'd just make a terrible hacket. We're going to have to take a ball and get my daddy some quick internet out there. But my daddy's got internet. The reason I said that, my daddy has internet and a flip phone, all right? And so you need to understand me, daddy and mama both. But what I'm saying is about everybody in here has the internet. Everybody in here has some kind of access to things that we could get in trouble with if we're not careful about it. And so uh, you don't have to be an expert in social media and other forms of media and technology to understand how much this has impacted our lives. And it's impacted every one of us. And I begin tonight by saying this, I do understand that social media and the internet can be a tool. I know that Brother Wayne said this, that they, they watch the service today. And I understand that it is a tool and it is used as a tool. But look what could have been done. I think about the television and how God could have used that to, I mean, I'm talking about to minister to people all around the world. But look at what is on there now. Yeah, I said that to say this. I thought about this even from a biblical principle. You look at the fact that God created the stars in the book of Genesis. And the reason he did that is to declare his glory. The heavens declare the glory of God and the first 
firmament showeth his handiwork. God created the stars and you look at those stars, those constellations that's, that's are up there, it's no accident that it is Virgo, that is the virgin. And the reason I said that is the adversary took astronomy and turned it into astrology. The reason I said that is everything that God does and all the creations of God and everything that could be used to glorify God, the adversary will get his hands on it and he'll put his tactics in it. He'll take his cunningness and he will in institute that in whatever it is to try to pollute it because he does not want God to be glorified. You think about the ability to be able to watch preaching and to be able to communicate when Brother Tooley and I communicate, we do that and I'm thinking, man, I'm talking to this fellow over in Scotland right now and I'm looking at him and we understand and we have the ability to do that with FaceTime and, and uh, stuff like that and think about all the technology uh, that we have at our fingertips and uh, be able to communicate with maybe WhatsApp. You may have a missionary or somebody you communicate or somebody that's way off somewhere and you communicate them, whether it be with FaceTime or WhatsApp or some of these other things or maybe live stream or sermon audio. Think about uh, what, it, what a blessing it is uh, to be able to listen to preaching on sermon audio. I mean, I'm talking about you can, you can listen to preaching 24-7 if you want to. And I know you got to sleep sometimes, but it don't hurt you to listen to just some good preaching. So you have an opportunity to do that. What a privilege it is to be able to, I mean, if you're working somewhere, you can put in, you can put in something in your ear and uh, man, you can just listen to preaching and you can listen to some good godly singing. So thank God for that. Thank God for the convenience that we have to be able to email one another and to be able to communicate like that. And it's very, very convenient and it can be used as a great tool. But what has happened in this day in 2023 is that people have taken tools and they've turned them into toys. Now it would be ludicrous if we went over to the nursery and I plugged up a skill saw over there and I said, I tell you what I want you to do. If the kids get out of hand over here, just put that skill saw in there with them and uh, let them play with that skill saw. That would be crazy. I'd be voted out and rightly so to be able to do that. You say, why do you say that? Because if you take the skill saw and you use it like it's supposed to be used, it will be used as a tool. But it is crazy to use tools as toys. And that's what we're doing today. Hey, if I take a hammer, you can take a hammer and you can drive a nail into it and you can also bust somebody in the head with it. The issue is who's got the hammer in their hand? The issue is that the, it's not the fact that the cords and the, the flat screens, uh, it's not the fact that the television itself, I mean the booger box, uh, hell's box office, it's not the fact that the machine itself is wicked, it is the fact that who's got in their hands a hold of the remote. It's our hearts. It's not the fact that the iPhone itself is wicked. It's not the fact that an iPad is wicked. We can have, we got Brother McBride preaches with an iPad. I thought, praise God, I'd preach with two iPads if I thought I could preach like that because they're taking advantage of technology. Thank God for that, to being able to use that. But what is happening is the adversary, like he does with everything else, he gets his hands on it, then he gets his hand in your hand, and before you know it, you've delved off into an area that God never intended 
intended for you to go. If it's a tool, use it as such, all right? Now, I understand that people are gonna use Facebook and people are gonna use LinkedIn and people are gonna use Instagram. We got people in here who have businesses and you say, well, I advertise on that. And you say, why would they do that? Because, and I'm sorry, the days of radio advertisement are gone. I mean, you are, and I, people say, well, do you, do you, we, hey, we got a radio broadcast that comes on 545 to 6 o'clock every Sunday, and people listen to that radio broadcast, and I appreciate that. I mean, I really do, and, and I really struggled about being on there, and, and it's just been like over and over. I, I'd meet, meet people, see somewhere, and now they say, Brother Randy, you've really, really got good here over the last few months because uh, Brother Dakota's been preaching that broadcast from 545 to 6 instead of me, and so they, man, they say, you really really getting better in your old age. And I don't want to tell them about somebody else preaching. No, I'm kidding. I'm halfway kidding. But Dakota's preaching that broadcast now. And it's just one of those things where, you know, we're going to keep it like that. God's put our opportunity to be able to do that and to, and to invite people to church. And we use that to invite people to church. We use that to get people into the house of God. We use the ministries here of being able to minister to people that are not able to go to the house of God. And, and I know that people are going to use these things to advertise for, uh, for their businesses. And as long as you keep a standard, as long as you keep keep a hold of it. I, I'm with you on that, but you got to be straight up. Now, maybe not with Facebook as much and maybe not with LinkedIn as much, but with Instagram, when you turn Instagram on, and I have read this, that every time you open Instagram and the trap of TikTok, and I'll get on probably some of these later on, but every time you open Instagram and TikTok, you're met with a video already playing that you didn't pick it. You didn't choose it. It just came up, and it's these algorithms, and boy, that's pretty good. I heard John White say that. One time I thought, man, that sounds pretty good. That's going to make me sound like I got some sense. But uh, they, these, these people, they know what they're doing. Isn't it amazing to you that you'll do a search or you will say something on your, I'm talking about going down the road, you'll say something. And I don't, again, I don't believe in the conspiracy theory that somebody's following me around with, I mean, trying to eavesdrop on me or somebody from the government. I, I'm not that important. Really, nobody in this building probably not that important. But I do understand this. That there's probably some things that's going on. I don't know if you ever read the book in 1984 and, and how prevalent, how really it is kind of up to date about how Big Brother's watching and stuff like that. Again, I'm not a conspiracy guy, but it's amazing to me how you can talk about things or do a search on something very pure, something that's good. Hey, yeah, it'd be ludicrous for me to get up here and badmouth and run down the internet and tear down the internet when a lot of what I'm going to give you and a lot of research and a lot of statistics has been done on the internet. And I've got five books, I think, four or five or six. I mean, I've got them stacked up around me, and I've used those things. Uh, but, but a lot of my research has been using technology. And, and I appreciate that, of being able to use the technology. But what is going on right now is when you do some of those things, you can't unsee that. You can't undo that. Once you see it and once it's in your mind, the adversary will bring it up. You say, I don't know what you're talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. If you try to read your Bible and you try to pray and you try to do something spiritual, you know as well as I do, you didn't want to see it. You hated that you did see it. But somehow, some way you saw that, that's in your mind. You get down to pray and immediately that comes in your mind. 
That's not an accident. You cannot prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God without giving God our minds. It's given, you, you know this as well as I do, it's given a platform for people who are just con men. I mean a person who you've never seen, you don't know who they are, you have no idea who they are. But I tell you what they've done, they've put them an outfit on, they've put a doctor in front of their name, they'll say, well, I'm Joe Smo from Kokomo or whatever, I'm Dr. This. Listen, you know, I mean, Joe Biden, his wife supposedly is a doctor. And I don't know where she got her doctor's degree. What I'm saying is, you can just hang your name. I mean, listen, they, and I, I'm not against somebody working at Dollar Store. I stopped there. I'm not against somebody working at a convenience store. But for all we know, all this individual is, is somebody that works daytime at Dollar Store, goes home and puts on a suit and coat, gets behind a microphone, tells them that he graduated Laudy Miss Caldy from Harvard University, and gives people all kind of scientific things and all kind of advice, and they don't know no more than me and you. What it has done, it has given con people a place for a platform to have where they can go in and hoodwink people. I watched a news guy one time almost get taken in by a guy who just was a fake and a phony. That's what the internet has done, and that's what social media has done. I'll say this, and people quite well, you know, Brother Randy, does the Bible call social media, social networking, a sin? And the answer to that is obviously no, because they did not have it back then. Uh, they did not have social media back then. But I will say this, the Bible was relevant in, a, in B.C. and A.D. 23. The Bible was relevant I mean, when the, when the word of God began to be written and these holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost, God gave those men the insight and inspired them to take the word of God and deal with the issues of the day. The reason I'm saying that is if the word of God was prevalent and it was relevant then, then it's relevant now. And it will fix us and it will help us. And people say, well, you know, that's not found in the word of God. That's not in the Bible. And all those things to say, well, I'm gonna say this, the Bible's got a whole lot to say about how we communicate. The Bible's got a whole lot to say about how we talk, amen? Proverbs 21, 23, whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue keepeth his soul from trouble. You want to have less trouble? I mean, quit running people down and stay off of social media when you're, all you want to do is get involved and get a stink on your hands because that's exactly what you're going to get. Proverbs 10, verse 31, the mouth of the just bringeth forth wisdom, but the forward tongue shall be cut out. Verse 32, the lips of the righteous know what is acceptable, but the mouth of the wicked speaketh frowardness, and that's perverse things. That's what it means. Proverbs 18, 13, he that answereth the matter before he heareth it, it is folly and shame unto him. You know, the Bible's got a lot to say about that. And they say, well, you know, Brother Randy, how long's the internet been around? It's been around a few decades, but I tell you what's been around a whole lot longer than the internet and social media, and that is the adversary, and that is our nature, and that is the flesh. And that is that inborn tendency to do wrong. It's been around thousands of years, and that is temptation and human nature. 
James 1 and verse 13, let no man say when he's tempted, I'm tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Hey, if I thought there was a trap out there set for me, if I thought there was a net that would entangle me, I would get away from it. I'd try my best to stay away from it and not get entangled. Now when the Bible said drawn away and it says of his own lust. Some people are wired up and have a different, I, I guess a different personality. And the adversary understands he will use the temptations that me and you are prone to. See, he operated our life before we were saved. He said, and we're by nature the children of wrath even at others. He said, that you who were dead in trespasses and in sin, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, <laughs> according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. And so the adversary, he knows what to do. Hey, I would not be one way. Would I be tempted? Let me not use it. Let me say you, you, you may go somewhere and you might not be one way. Are you tempted to play cards or you're not in one way tempted? You would never, ever, I mean, listen, you could, you could put a, I mean, I'm talking about 10 gallons of liquor and all kind of beer and all kind of stuff around that. Some of you, you could stay around there all week long and you wouldn't have an issue with that and you wouldn't drink any of it. You wouldn't smoke any of it. That that would be not an issue uh, for you as well. But they would be some that maybe there would be something else out there that if you stayed around in a day or two, the adversary would begin to draw you if you had issues with it, if you had problems with it. And I said that to say this, the adversary knows people who are wired up to be tempted in these particular areas and your temptations have a whole lot to do with your temperament. If you are a person who, are, who is a, a very outgoing, that's an extrovert, what you're going to be doing, you're going to be tempted to fire back. You're going to be tempted. You say, why is that? Because of your human nature. Case in point, I thought about this. You know, uh, Samuel Morris electrically transmitted the famous message. Do you know what, Samuel? I'm talking about Morse code. 1844, if Brother Mike was here, we'd ask him how it was back then, but he's out preaching tonight. But we've come a long way since Morse code. If you think about this, when he electronically or electrically transmitted that message, do you know what, that was May 24th of 1844. Do you know what he said? He quoted out of the book of Numbers and uh, chapter 23, what hath God wrought? So the very first message, technically, that could be heard from one end of the world to the other was a Bible verse. What hath God wrought? Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? But you know what did happen? They began to have to hire people for the people who would learn Morse code and they would learn how to send those messages. What you didn't, number one, you didn't get the context. So there might be a message that would be sent in Morse code. You really didn't get the context behind it. You see where we are today? It's really the same thing. A lot of times when you send out a tweet or, or a Twitter or X, formerly known as Twitter, I know all of that. But when you send out a tweet, you don't catch the context behind it. So you can send out something like that and it would sound, man, I mean, listen, you've got to get the context behind stuff. 
But the reason I'm saying that is because when they would send out Morse code, they had to hire people to monitor and to be the bosses of the people that were sending out the messages. You say, why is that? Because it, it turned into a, you know, tap, 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 tap. The bank had sent the money and it's on the stagecoach. It went from that to, uh, are you a man or a woman? Tap, 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 I'm a man. Are you married? Yes, I'm married. How long have you been married? Been married for this. Where do you live? I live here. And it became a tool where men and women would begin to flirt. I'm talking about tap, 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 on Morse code. You say, why would that be? It seems so simple because of the human nature that it's inside of people, especially those who are not saved by the grace of God. And I got you, you can be saved as the apostle Paul. You still got that nature on the inside of you. And so they had to monitor that because of the nature of the people to take something that would have been good, take something that actually the first thing ever said was what if God wrought a Bible verse and then they had to start saying, hey, y'all gonna have to quit gossiping. It turned into a gossip line. It turned into a place where homes were busting up. People were meeting because of that. That's what I'm trying to tell us about the dangers of that, the dangers of the digital age that we live in. And whatever the adversary's tactics may be, his object is still the same, and that is to snare the unsuspecting prey that never saw it coming. The bait is laid out there. And it's not just laptops and iPads and MacBooks. It's our phones. It's our phones. Smartphone use. Smartphone users touch, tap, or swipe. If you've got a smartphone, on average, you know how many times you've touched that smartphone today? When, by, by the time the sun goes down, you know how many times you've touched your smartphone? Over average, you may not have touched it this many times, 2,600 times. You've tapped, texted, touched, or swiped your smartphone over 2,600 times. On average, 11% get in a tap or two at three o'clock in the morning. Now, you say, Brother Randy, uh, do you ever do that? Well, we've got, we deer hunt, of course, bow hunt, and we've got these cameras up. And I'll tell you, I know it aggravates my wife, and, uh, and sometimes it aggravates me because we'll get this Tacticam thing, and I mean, it'll light up half the room because the phone comes on, and uh, sometimes, it's a, sometimes it's a pretty good-sized deer. Well, I mean, listen, when the light comes on, and I see it, that Tacticam thing over there, I kind of want to see what it is. I can't, that's what I'm looking at, Amy, by the way. She thinks that's silly. You probably do. You're not a hunter. But what I'm saying is, even at that time, maybe you just want to say, man, he's coming in there. I hope he starts coming in at daylight. I'm not talking about stuff like that. I'm not talking about keeping your phone there where folk can get in touch with you. Maybe send you a text. I've got them from people in this building. Brother Randy, pray. We're taking mom to the hospital. We're taking dad to the hospital. Or we're going in, we're going to the hospital and she's in labor and pray for us here. Or we don't know what's going on. I'm not saying that you can't use those things like that. But I'm going to tell you this, you know as well as I do, you can't be tied to that iPhone if you're going to read your Bible and pray in the morning. You can't do it. Everybody is tempted to do it. I want to see what's going on. I want to try to see what's going on. I want somebody to try to be able to get in touch with me. I tell you, I'd rather be able to get in touch with God 
because if you can get in touch with God and keep that thing from distracting you, and then you're going to be a whole lot better off. I'm going to be a whole lot better off. You know, over the course of a five-day study, 87% check their phones at least once between midnight and five o'clock. You know when it really gets cranked up? Seven in the morning. Let's be honest. When most of us, if you're going to be up at seven o'clock in the morning, what you probably need to do is have a Bible in one hand and a good cup of coffee in the other or something like that. You don't need your phone in your hand at no seven o'clock in the morning. 56% of children, eight through 11 years old, and nearly 70% of 12-year-olds have a smartphone. 60% of parents of teens aged 14 to 17 in the U.S. report their children generally spend more than four hours a day on the screen. Those aged 13 to 18 years of age spend an average of three hours and 16 minutes watching television or online videos and 20 minutes engaging in video chats. Everywhere we go, we're surrounded by screens. It's almost like you're in a virtual prison now. You can't go anywhere. You go to the BP. Right down the road, you go to the BP. When you start pumping your gas, whoom, there is a, there's an advertisement. And then there's somebody on there, some lady on there scantily clad. And then there's a guy over there, and then there's ungodly music. And then there's just wickedness and violence and commercials like that. I'll be honest with you. I, I, I can do, I can be, I'll be just fine if I can pump my gas, if I can go somewhere. I don't have to be watching something all the time. But now it's everywhere, and it's not going away. It's not going away. We're going to have to learn to deal with these things. 50, over 58% of the world population uses social media. About five, nearly 5 billion users worldwide. Facebook has over 2.9 billion users. The largest group, 25 to 34 years of age. Instagram, 2 billion users. 25 to 34 years old with 18 to 23 years old, year olds running a close second. X, formerly known as TikTok. I mean, uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, has 211 million users, 18 to 29 years old. You think it's an accident? You know, if you study statistics, you know the age group of people leaving church? 18 to 29. 18 to 29 years old. Is it, is it, a, is it a coincidence that the heaviest use is coming from 18 to 29-year-olds but then, and you say, well, you're trying to put those two together. Well, here's what I am saying. You spend all that time as an 18 to 29-year-old watching those things, living in a fantasy world, and have to have your mind all the time occupied with fluff and entertainment. You know what happens? And I did not plan this. This, is just, this just happened tonight. It was not in my plan, but now it's in my mind. When you spend all that time, I'm honest with you. Here's Kirby and Ashley. They get up and they're just singing a cappella. There's not, you know, what about that? God moved tonight and God blessed and God helped us without a drum machine, without any kind of whomping and whanging, without any kind of ungodliness, without any kind of beat, without any kind of rap. God did that with just pure worship and worshiping and with hearts who love God and wanted to glorify God. God did that. Amen. That helped me tonight. Hey, what the world's got to have is they've got, when you feed that and you feed this nature, you've got to have more. It is never enough. So you become dissatisfied with things that does not capture your mind, that does not turn you on, that does not feed your flesh. 
That's what the internet has done, y'all, to all of us. It has fed our flesh. That's what it does. Now listen, you say, Brother Randy, you haven't mentioned Pinterest. I'll mention it now. Pinterest has, if, if you're not careful, it will become something. And I know people say, well, I, I put recipes on Pinterest and I, I put things on Pinterest and stuff like that. But you know, listen, uh, Pinterest, 431 million users. Pinterest users are 50 to 64 years old. That's the age group with nearly 80% being female. Now listen, if you've got a Pinterest and you're a guy, just, I mean, I would just almost operate under an alias. You know what I mean? You know, the Pinterest. And I understand, hey, you know, people got things that they want to get out there, but it's become something that is, it's become something that is so prevalent. It's almost, we, hey, if we lived without it before, we could make it. Amen. I mean, I, listen, I'm talking about technology that every one of us uses. Man, you think about the communications that has been. There was times where people use signaling systems that enabled to communicate people over distances. They were, uh, you know, they would use flags. Or they, was, they would use lights. I'm saying communication is always going to be. They would use communication. We would talk about, you know, the Indians would use smoke signals. They would use, you know, I mean, I don't know what all these things meant. But they would send these smoke signals up and these, I mean, and they knew what it meant. I mean, they would send out, I guess, three or four and there's three big old clouds. I don't know what that means. There's three big batches of Custer Army coming. I don't know what all that meant. But even that would get, that would get tampered with. That would get messed with. I, I, this is a joke. I was thinking about that. They said these two Indians would communicate by smoke signals. One of them didn't realize that the Army had come in behind them and was building a military base to test atomic bombs. And so there's communicating back and forth and the guy would send a smoke signal and the other Indian would send a smoke signal back and that went on for a few hours. About that time they let off one of them atomic bombs behind that one guy. That other guy way over yonder sending smoke signal looked up and said, man, I wish I'd have said that. <laughs> We're gonna communicate. We're going to communicate. Let me give you something. Matthew 12, 36. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. Technology has probably made our life easier, but if we'd be honest, it hadn't made it any simpler. It hasn't really improved our lives. And everybody in here's got one. And we're, we're probably have some kind of social media. I don't know if we're live or ever how all that works. We've got people who have the wherewithal to take care of all of that. But technology, I mean, we got a charger on a nightstand, vehicle chargers, got to keep up with that. Anybody got plugs? You bring in the plug. Anybody got the charger? Did you forget the charger? Surely you didn't forget the charger. You forgot the charger. We got to keep up with stuff that, I, and I, I won't get here tonight. I won't get here tonight with these statistics. But you just wait till I get to the statistics on uh, streaming and how much money is spent to bring things in your house that we never, ever had. I won't get there tonight. You can say amen. <laughs> That'd be good. I thought about this. Is it a sin? Well, it can no doubt lead to sin. It can no doubt lead 
to sin in our lives. It can be detrimental to your walk with God, especially for a man of God. Now, this applies to everybody, but I tell you, there's probably been a lot of preachers that it's, I'm surprised they hadn't got voted out just by what little things that I have heard, what little screenshots that have been sent to me about what a so-called preacher would say or has said on social media. Let me read you this. One of the requirements, 1 Timothy 3.3, not given to wine, no striker. You know what that word striker means? It means a pugnacious, and pugnacious is somebody who is eager or quick to want to argue or get in a fight. The Bible said if you're a bishop, you're a preacher, you're not supposed to be eager or quick to argue. That word striker means contentious, quarrelsome. And then it said not greedy or filthy lucre, but patient, not a brawler. That word striker means somebody that's ready or ready to get in a fight or arguer. The Bible talks about when you are not to be a brawler, that means somebody that's not contentious. That means abstaining from fightings. I tell you what I do. If I had a pastor, and you don't have one, but if I went to a place where my pastor, and you knew it, and you do have social media, and you see that, and man, it is hours and hours of arguing and contention, and then he comes to the pulpit, and it's dead as a hammer, and he never has nothing to say and gives a little sermonette, a little old something that don't last 10 minutes to hit the top, I tell you what I'd do, I'd get me somewhere where somebody was getting something from God instead of so wrapped up in the internet. First Timothy 4, 12, he said, let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation. And I know that's manner of behavior, but it does say you're supposed to be an example in word. Do our words show righteousness or unrighteousness? Because people are gonna judge who you are by what you say. Yea, they're going to judge who you are by what you post. Amen. I, I think we need to be careful as far as if you do have social media. I think you need to be very, very careful about, your, about posting how you feel politically. You say, Brother Randy, my goodness, that sounds like a hypocrite. You get political around here all the time. I do get political because it's in here, number one. Number two, they're tuning into us. If you won't tune into us, I'm not going to change my message. If you won't tune into us, that's different. But when you get involved in those things and you want to get, and somebody may say something that you just don't agree with and you just got to get involved in it. And you just got to get into it. I tell you what it's done, and y'all know this is true. What social media has done for a lot of folks, it's given a platform of pride. Now, every one of us, if there's anything in you, there's been people where I've overheard things, even at camp meetings, and there's a side of me, I want to engage in that. I want to say, wait a minute, man, that's not right. They may be having a conversation about something and you want to get involved in it. And you may cross your mind and you may even say something to an individual. But once you post it, and once it's out there and once you said it, you may remove it and you can take it back. And excuse me if I don't use all the phraseology, I'm trying to educate myself about this. But maybe you may put it out there and, and you, may, you may just fire off right quick. You may say something very quick and you, you may not hear anything and you may not answer it out or you may not hear it or you, you may just fire off the cuff right quick. That is very, very dangerous. It's not wise when you hear something to just immediately fire off about it and, uh, and not take time to say, well, is that what they really meant? 
Is that what they really meant by what they said? But once you put it out there on social media, it's out there somewhere. And I promise you that you may remove it and you may take it down, but there'll be people that'll bring it up to you on down the road and they'll say, yeah, I know you took that down, but you said that. You can't take that back. That's what social media has done. Amen. The Bible said in Proverbs 11, verse 9, and hypocrite with his mouth destroyeth his neighbor, but through knowledge shall the just be delivered. Verse 12, he that is void of wisdom despiseth his neighbor, but a man of understanding holdeth his peace. I know you want to get involved in it. Proverbs 13 and verse 10, only by pride cometh contention, but with the well-advised is wisdom. Proverbs 26, verse four, answer not a fool according to his folly, lest thou also be like unto him. Some put something out there and, and you value yourself so highly and you value your opinion so much that you have to engage and you have to get involved in it. When somebody, hey, you know, you just have to correct it. Proverbs 26, 17. He that passeth by and meddleth with strife belongeth not to him, that belongeth not to him. This is straight from the King James Bible. He that passeth by and meddleth with strife belonging not to him is like one that taketh a dog by the ears. There's that dog again. Taketh the dog by the ears. Now you say, what in the world does that mean? Well, I'm gonna tell you what it means to me. If you go by, if you grab, we got the, our, uh, Hazel, she's the sweetest dog in the world. And Katie named the dog, all right? So if you grab her by the ears, I don't know if she'd bite you or not, but she'd probably think about biting you. If you grab a dog by the ears, it's not gonna be good for you either way. I mean, if you, it's not gonna be a good thing for you to grab the dog by the ears. Whether it bites you or not, it's not gonna be a good thing. You're gonna get dog on you. You're gonna, you're gonna smell like dog because you're putting your hands on something and you're getting involved. It's like a, a taking a dog by the ears. If it's a mean dog, you know what's gonna happen? You get hooked up with somebody on the internet that's mean and malicious and hateful. You can talk about being nice and you can talk about being loving all you want to, but when you spew out your violent vitriol venom on people, you can say all you want to, but out of your heart, your mouth is speaking. And who you are when you put it out there, you're having to think about putting that out there. When you do that, you're thinking about it and you just put it out there. You're like somebody that takes a dog by the ears. You're gonna get bit. Amen. And most of the time, I'll just be honest with you, most of them times that make the big racket, you know, they're kind of like a chihuahua. It's bark, bark, bark all the time. And then it's just a little bitty old thing. You know, it's amazing how much boldness that you can have you know, by, by hiding behind the keyboard. Amen. I'll say this. If I was behind, if I was in the middle of every fight and every argument and everything that's ever happened on the internet and the IFB, the Independent, independent Fundamental Baptist, hey, I hear about all this. I don't sometimes. <laughs> Did you hear so-and-so was a recovering Fundamentalist, or they're recovering from this or they're recovering from that. And you hear all the chit chat and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, well, 
Well, I mean, why do you even, the Bible says answer not a fool in his folly. That is foolish. So what do you do? You don't answer them. You don't say, well, they attacked my family. They attacked my pastor. Hey, if they attack me, just y'all don't attack me. I can handle that from out there. Well, Brother Randy, they're saying this about you. I've, I've had, and I'm like, well, well, my, my, <laughs> I must be in the big leagues now. They're taking shots at me on Facebook. I thought, well, you know, I'm like, you're talking about drama, unnecessary, that's going on, amen. If I, if I was in the middle of it, I'll tell you what I'd do. If I was in the middle of every discrepancy, every squabble, every argument on Facebook or, or social media platforms and I, my name was somehow attached to it, I'll tell you what I'd do. I'd hit the pause button and I'd say, you know what? I need to probably uh, stop just a second and say, do I have a pride problem? Have I just got to get involved in this? They'd say, well, they've, they've attacked this and they've attacked that. Well, they wouldn't attack it if you hadn't been out there. Proverbs 9, verse 7. He that reproveth the scorner giveth to himself a shame, and he that rebuketh the wicked man giveth himself a blot. You say, well, I want to straighten them out. I want to fix this thing. Well, you may be talking to them, but you're not just talking to them on social media. You're putting it out there where everybody is able to see it, and you got people lost and undone without God, sinners going to hell, and they see all of that, and they see two preachers going at it. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. If you get involved with a scorner, you're going to get a blot yourself. That's what's going to happen. A blot, that's a moral stain. You're not going to change them. You are wasting your time trying to straighten a scorner out on, the, on social media, on Facebook or any. You're not going to straighten a scorner out. You're not going to fix them. Hey, I hate to tell you that. They're not going to change. Amen. That's right. Supposedly, well, Brother Randy, we want to connect with people. We want to connect with people. Sister Adriana, you can, you can come to the pool. I, I don't know, Brother uh, Joe, I don't know what in the world you saying. See how we gather at the river or something or another. I don't know what you say. There's a great day coming. <laughs> Amen. And I, I've heard people say, well, that, well, Paul, Paul contended with them. Brother Randy, there in the book of Acts, I'm going to have to quit. Brother Randy, you do know this. Now on Mars Hill, Paul stood his ground. He contended with them. He did, yes, he did it in Athens with a group of social elite people. And if it weren't for the Holy Ghost, putting it in the Bible, me and you wouldn't even know about it. Most of the time, it is, look what I know. I'm going to straighten this out. I'm going to fix this thing. And I, I, it has become something where, you know what, what is happening, y'all know this is true. Proverbs 16, 28, a forward man soweth strife and a whisperer separateth chief friends. Social media was supposed to bring us together. Internet was supposed to connect us. What it has done is disconnected. A lot, a lot of folks in here, a lot of folks in here that we love to this day and will always love and care for and appreciate. I tell you what it has done. We've seen it separate friends. We've seen it separate churches. We have seen it separate men of God. Brother Ellis, men, Brother, Brother David, you, men that we listened to when we were young. We have seen it separate these men over things that are petty and over things that really don't matter. 
and all they would have had to do, I'm telling you what has helped me more than anything else, was having a man of God in my life, and I never got away from this statement. It's technically not a proverb, but it could have been, and it's based off one. Leave your gun in the corner. Just leave it alone. Just leave it in the corner. You say, well, Brother Randy, they're saying bad stuff about you. I'm probably worse than what they're saying to me. I mean, just my heart. My, I, I'm not talking about going out and pitching a drunk and chasing skirts and shooting dice. I'm just talking about in my heart. People run you down and you say, well, you know what you do is, blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and say all matter against evil, you false for my sake. Matthew 5, 40, 44, but I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. They say, well, you know, Paul stood up and he did this, that, and the other. Well, I'll tell you what it, is, what it did. Probably caused some of you say, you believe Paul was out of the will of God right there? Well, I don't know. I don't know about all that, and I know what's in the Bible, and I know he, he expounded to them, and he said, hey, I'm going to tell you who the true God is. So I don't fault him with being a man of God to want to straighten some things out and give him an opportunity to preach in front of those people, but not argue over things that are petty and don't matter and get into squabbles instead of minding your business, getting your mind back in the Word of God. Hey, I, by the grace of God, and I don't know if I'll preach as long the next time, but I'm going to deal with time how much time 